praise God. It's none like unto our God. He's awesome tonight. I'm forever grateful that on my dusty road that led to destruction, He showed up. I was undeserving, but He loved me. He loved me with a love I cannot comprehend. And He loves you with a love you cannot comprehend. He is a God of second chances. He is no respecter of person. What He does for one, He'll do for the other. A many a time through life, He's been the lifter up of my head. And I thank Him before you all tonight. I love Him. I'm longing to see him one of these days. Oh, that's the hope of the Christian. Amen. These troubles and trials can't even compare, amen, to what he has prepared. Amen. For what's to come. We get caught up in this thing called life in time. But we must put it in perspective. It's like a vapor. Here today and gone tomorrow. But for heaven's sake, let's take this little vapor of life uh, and let's make it count uh, for the one that made it count for us uh, up on Mount Calvary. Uh, amen. Let's lay every weight down that does so be easily set us aside. And let's run this race for him with patience. The summit of life. I'm persuaded, is walking with Jesus. The summit, I mean, there's nothing no greater, but yet all of this world and all of its ways is just a big draw to get you away from Him. I mean, it seems like somebody double-clutched and grabbed the gear shift and put her up into 18 speed, and life's just flying by. I like what Brother Paul said, I must slow down. Got to slow down. Got to quit letting life drag us away from what gives us the summit of life. Jesus said in John 10, 10, he said, I have come that you might have life, that you might have it more abundant. It's God's will that we have it. Amen. If you ain't got it, then summons God to get it. Fight the devil every time you wake up. Remind him he's a covenant-keeping God, and his promises are yea and amen, and, and live upon them, build upon the Word of God. The title of my message is He's a Waymaker, where there seemeth to be no way. Ever been there? Ever been to a place that it looks like there's absolutely no way? This is it. See, at an unprecedented rate, uh, we got suicide happening uh, among our teenagers and among our young people. And, and it's because they're looking at a wall uh, that the writing on their wall says there's no way. There's no way life will ever be happy. There'll be no happiness. There'll be no prosperity. There's no reason. But he's a way maker. 
where there seems to be no way. There ain't anything that anybody under the sound of my voice that you're in. There's not a valley that's deep enough nor dark enough. There's not a mountain you're facing that's high enough that God can't help you. You know who we lose? See, we all are more alike than we are different. We lose waiting on God. We do. We finally give up and agree with the devil. We give up and agree with our flesh. We just accept I've just got to live here. But that's a lie. That's a lie. Our faith tells us to grab a hold of the Word of God and count those things that are not as though they are. Because if we'll stand up on the sure Word of God, it's surely to come to pass. I've seen it happen time and time and time again in my life and in others' lives. See, it's a great battle of our faith. Do you understand that tonight that the greatest problem that God Almighty has ever had from the ends of time, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, you say God's got a problem? Yeah, He's got a big problem. And His big problem is just getting us to believe. If, If thou canst believe, then all things are possible. There ain't anything, there's not a mountain, there's not anything that could stand before you if thou canst believe. Because he's God. I'll be preaching a little bit about how God's people was in the bondage to Pharaoh. They didn't even want to believe when Moses come to them and said, I've heard from God and God's getting ready to free y'all. Moses told God, said they don't even want to hear it. They done got in a rut. The devil done fought them so hard until they couldn't believe. They just became settled where they're at. I come to stir you up tonight. Amen. The apostle Paul told Timothy, said stir up the gifts that are within you. Stir them up. Don't, Don't accept the norm. Don't accept what the devil delivers. Don't accept where the storms of life have placed you. Reach. Stand up on the promises of God. Take a hold of life. The Bible said to lay hope upon it. Yes, it's a fight. I wish I could tell you that you're just going to drift right on in to a place that all the promises of God are going to come to come to pass in your life, but it's not. Never has, never will. God has always required his people to fight the fight of faith because he wants you to know that every good gift that comes to you come from the Father above. It's his good pleasure to give gifts unto his children. A 12-day journey to get to Canaan land. A 12-day journey to, to get into the promised land that was promised by Almighty God. No different than the promises we have in the Word of God that's relevant to us today. And every promise from Genesis to Revelation belongs to us, the church. 
You say, well, the Old Testament promises was to Abraham's seed. That's absolutely us because Christ came through that seed and we be in Christ. Every promise. I used to hear the old timers sing a song. Every chapter, every verse, every line of that Bible, it belongs to me. It's mine. It's mine. I come to stir you tonight. Let's let's break some bread. He's a good God, ain't he? Give him a cheer in this place. I thank him tonight. I love him. People say, why you want to be so radical? Why? I love him. Ain't nobody done me like Jesus done me. The whole world sat on the, sat on the corner and sat on the sideline and said he'll amount to nothing because he is nothing. Oh, and there's right. My righteousness was as filthy rags, a piece of trash to be just trotted up on. If I'd have got what I deserve, hell would be my home. But thank God he didn't give me what I deserve. He gave me exactly what he wanted to give me based upon the love he has in his heart for me and all of mankind. John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved. For God so loved that he made a way. Amen. It's not just a one-time way I found. But life's got all kind of ups and downs and mountains and valleys and hurts and pains and bondages. But I found he's an ever-present help. Amen. And the Bible said he'd deliver me out of all, A-L-L, all of my troubles. I looked that word up in the Greek, all. You know what it meant? Exactly, Sister Jones. It meant all. It meant every single thing I faced that became a hardship, a bondage to me, that the God I serve, he's concerned. He's concerned about it. Every single thing, don't give up. Lift it up. Don't give up. Lift it up to Jesus. Right here in this property. Never will forget this. I began to, I got saved. I was living in a little mobile home right over the hill here. One of the best places I ever lived in my life. I loved it. You get out of the wee hours of the night, and this place up here was a honky tonk. Never will forget it. Be out 11, 12 o'clock at night, walking up and down the driveway, and just supping with Jesus, just praying and enjoying his presence and his words. His direction, oh, they'd have it cranked up here at about 1, 2 in the morning. Oh, they didn't know it, but a lot of times when they left, I just drifted on up around this building. And I'd walk around this building and pray, Lord, shut this honky-tonk down. Lord, make it a church. That's what I prayed, so help me. Lord, shut this thing down. Let's, let's kill two birds uh, with one stone. Uh, let's shut the devil's house down. Let's open up your house. Just want to tell you this, so before I go any further, I just want to show you something, just how much the Lord cares. See, we want to we wanna accept. See, it's the little foxes that spoils the vine. And we got to look at everything in our life that the devil's trying to steal. 
Bible said neither give him place. Don't give the devil place. Not in any area. Well, I was trying to live right, and I loved to hunt. I loved to hunt. I got two ankles that's wore plumb slap out from trodding through these mountains. I'm telling you the truth. The doctor said, that thing, if you was a young man, I said, well, thank you, sir. He said, if you was a young man, I'd operate on them. I said, okay, it's all right. But I told the Lord I'm trying to do this right. And there's a man named Bill Tuck. He lives right down this road here. Some of you know him. And he'd come down here at my little one-acre place, and he'd put posted signs all the way around my place. No trespassing. And before them signs didn't meet a hill of beans to me. When I wasn't trying to serve Jesus, you know where I hunted? Exactly where I wanted to. Amen. I could run pretty fast. They never could catch me. But see, that all-seeing eye, whom I love so much, convicted me of it. And I said, Lord, I must do it your way. And Lord, if I got no place to hunt, i just give it up. Had a farm down here close to Bethel. Gone. Everything I had, gone. Just a little thing, hunting. Who, who thinks they ought to lift something like that up to the Lord? I didn't. I didn't say, Lord, I'm trying to do it right, and everything shut down. Now, I just thought, well, the Lord's got other things for me to do. I'm just going to follow him. Now, this same man, I want you to hear this, that posted, I mean, come all the way around, owned everything all the way around me. We was in a meeting one night with David Jenkins, Tex Jenkins. Brother Angle knows him. David, Tex Jenkins is the one that plays the guitar. And uh, we was in a service one night, and he took up an offering, and I never will forget it. I come out to give what the Lord put on my heart to give, and I give and started right back down the aisle. And, and uh, he said, Sir, come back here. He said, God, want me to tell you something. I said, Me? He said, Yeah, you. He said, You like to hunt. I mean, we're in a church meeting. What are you doing talking about hunting? He said, you like to hunt, and God said he's going to make a way. I hadn't prayed about it. I just was obeying God. It wasn't long to the very man that put no trespassing signs up, called my wife and said, you tell Davey, I said, he can hunt anywhere on my property he wants to. Yeah, give Jesus a cheer. Amen. He cares. I said, he cares. He's always standing somewhere in the shadows of your life, watching over you continually. He's a way maker where there seems to be no way. And we live in a world, it seems like hell is bombarding the people of God, bombarding their marriages, bombarding them on their jobs, bombarding them through that one-eyed devil called a TV. Amen. Bombarding them through even the very people that you love the most that you call sons and daughters and husbands and wives and family and friends. Never seen it in my life like it is right now. See, there's a great deceit that has moved in the ranks of our land. 
and there's a great, this is the hour of the great falling away because men have become lovers of themselves, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. And us that love God, this world has become an unfriendly place. But nevertheless, we don't fight against flesh and blood. We don't get mad at folk. We fight against principalities and the powers of the air and powers of darkness. We reach even for those that we might even consider to be an enemy. I told the devil he had so many people on my trail bombarding me on my job, doing things in my family that, that I wouldn't even sit here and talk about. And, and as a young man, I didn't know what to do. I just knew I was supposed to forgive them. I knew I was just supposed to love them. But I got a revelation one day. God's folk are warriors. We don't ever have to just sit by and let life beat us down. I told the devil, I said, devil, every person that you use to come against me, I'm going to fall on my knees. I'm going to lift them up to heaven until Jesus gives them a divine visitation and saves their soul. I said, every tool you think you got, I'm going to take it from you. I seen every person in my family. Listen, when I got saved, there was just a, maybe two folk, maybe one folk in my whole family that was saved. And that was my grandmother who would go up in the coat closet and pray for hours. I can remember as a kid, I'd have to get to hunting my grandmother. And finally, I'd drift up in that closet, and she'd done buried herself, amen, like a groundhog uh, up amongst those dresses, uh, crying out to God. She had to. Her whole family was nothing but a pack of heathens. Count myself. Count myself. But she prayed me through. I got to honor her in several meetings and thank her for her prayers. We make a difference, folk. But if hell can bind us up like hell had bind, bound up God's folk under the bondage of Pharaoh, guess what? You can't do much bound up. You can't do much bound up. Especially when you get there. And you settled. I like something Brother Angle said. He, he tells us all the time, said, boy, if I had a dollar for everything I said that these other preachers say, I thank God for it. He said, you never go catch me down. Never go catch me down. He said, I'm going to be up or getting up. I hope you never forget that, church. Never consider yourself down. But if you're in a fight, just know you're getting up, but you're not going to lay in it. Look at your neighbor and say, deliverance night. I was going to just have one point tonight, just one. 
And my wife said, you can have four points. Remember, four points. I said, yes, sir, good Lord. Four points I'll take. Listen, I want to read you this. Exodus chapter 6. And then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do. Oh, I'll tell you something. That's a, that's a, I could stop right there and preach all night. Now you shall see what I shall do, said the Lord. My friend, let me encourage you tonight to trust in God, to get a made-up mind, a determination in your heart that I'm just going to believe what thus saith the Lord. I'm going to put a living, i got a living hope in God and just sit back and watch what God does. The moment that you do that, hell cannot keep you bonded. Hell cannot keep you bound. The moment that, listen, you put your faith in a living God and say, I shall not be moved. I'm going to be like the tree that's planted by the river. I shall not be moved because what thus saith the Lord, it'll come to pass. I've had to stand on that word when it didn't look like there was any hope at all. Just standing by sheer faith. Professing we overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the and our and the word of God. Overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. What do you mean? That's the word. We got the right. The reason the blood's there. Is because we got the right. The blood gave us the right to be overcomers. We didn't earn it. It's not a merit. We've never been good enough. Quit letting the devil lie to you and tell you you can't have it because you ain't perfect because there's no perfect folk. But it's because of the blood of Jesus Christ that washes us clean. He said, if we'd come unto him, confess it unto him, he'd be faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness and puts us right back in right standing with God. Now listen to me. Overcomers by the blood of the Lamb, the blood gives us the right, and the word of our testimony. Let's testify, let's agree with what the Word of God says. So the blood gives us the right. The right to what? To what the Word says. And when we agree with it, it'll come to pass. Any married couples under the sound of my voice ever had trouble and it looked like it's just getting ready to end? Yeah, I've been there. I've been, I hate to admit it, get so up at in the moment now, just in the moment, get in a little spat. And in the moment, get so upset. See, y'all ain't being truthful in here, you married couple. See, we can sit by and, and just hope everything's good. But I'm going to tell you something. God give us the right. To be a warrior. 
We don't have to just be a soldier. We can be a warrior in this kingdom of our God. I seen him come against my family and I'd be so tore up and broken and crying and didn't know how to fix it. It was probably me that caused it. And that's the truth before God. But just because it's my fault doesn't make no difference. He said, what I've joined together, let no man put asunder. Don't let no devil come in your house. Mess with that that you tied up together before God. I'll tell you what I'd do. After I cried a little while, I was broken, wondered what to do, and I'd just get to praying a little bit. And, Lord, you got to help me. Lord, what did I do wrong? In the midst when the enemy would come in like a flood, how many know God will always lift up a standard against him? Man, I'd feel that standard lift up in me, the anointing. I'd walk around my house and command that joker. I said, I'm not asking you nor suggesting you. The devil, you've got no right here in this place. We belong unto God. We his, not yours. You ain't got no right to be here. I command you to leave in Jesus' name. Buddy, I tell you, the next thing you know, they'd be the peace of God. They would be some reconciliation. Amen. It'd get fixed. See, there's some of you tonight under the sound of my voice. You've just accepted where you're at. But you grieve in God's heart. Can I, can I bring it down and put it in the best, clearest perspective? It's kind of like a daddy, maybe that worked two and three jobs so the children might could have something and go to college and, you know, ever what they was dreaming. And some thug come along and told my, you don't need to worry about no education. Just quit high school and. Just don't even worry about college. It'll come. It'll be all right. The whole time that man doesn't see by the cross, by the cross, by the shedding of his blood, by the whipping post, he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we're healed. He's paid the price. He wants you to come and receive of what he's already purchased. I keep trying to read, but. Let me read a little more. I got to read that first one again. Whew. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he deliver shall he drive them out of his land. And God spoke unto Moses and said, 
unto him, I am the Lord, and I appeared unto Abraham and unto Isaac and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty, but by my name Jehovah was I known of them. Listen, God's revealing himself more. See, they listen, the old Jewish folk considered Jehovah to be so sacred until they wouldn't speak it, until they would not pronounce it. That, that in my studies it said only one time a year that as the high priest would go up into the Holy of Holies, would he pronounce that great name? It means I am. That I am. Let me tell you what else it means. I will tell you what else it means tonight. It means I am the God that keeps covenant. I am the God that keeps covenant. And he had made a covenant with his people to bring them out of Pharaoh's bondage. He's made a, he's made a covenant with you folk. A covenant that says you don't have to live in bondage. You say, well, I ain't under Pharaoh's bondage. No, you might be under the bondage of depression. You might be under the bondage of lack. You might be under a bondage of torment of mind. You might be under bondage of sickness and disease. You might be under bondage because your children are running crazy. You might be under bondage because folk on your job are just bombarding you and you don't know what to do. He said, I'll deliver them out of all their trouble. If we'll distrust in God, we'll just take it to God in prayer and just sit back and be still and you'll know that he's God. I could sit here and tell you, listen, there's not one single thing special about David Whitlock. Not one single thing. I'm just a beggar that God allowed to find the bread, the bread of life. And to be honest, I didn't find the bread. The bread found me. He wasn't lost, but I was. And he came out and found me and saved me, made me his own. You're a chosen unto God of a royal priesthood, heirs of God. That's you. That's you tonight. For now are we the sons of God. We don't got to wait uh, until this earthen vessel is laid down and turned to dust. For now, the Bible said, are we the sons of God. If there's something wrong with your marriage, he'll fix it. If there's something wrong with your finances, he'll fix it. If you if you lacking confidence tonight, he'll fix it. If you think it's too late, amen, to fulfill the calling and the giftings of God, he'll fix it. Don't you let the devil deceive you. It's God's good pleasure. 
to give gifts unto his children. We know this story. God sent Moses in to free the people. He told the people, and the people didn't want to hear it. They done settled. They done settled. This is life. This is where we're going to be till we die. But Moses said, God said, I come to bring you out. I come to free you from the bondage. Can I tell you that the devil, Pharaoh, he didn't want them to leave. He told Moses, no. Can I tell you that all of hell is fighting you tooth and nail to keep you bound up until your walk with God is like some old farm pond. It's done become stagnant and green. But God wants it to be like a good, cold, crisp mountain water coming off the mountain just full of life, life springing all up around it. That's what he wants. That's what he's going to give you. I, I tell you that there be some under the sound of my voice. Tonight you'll never walk out the door the same way you came in. I can tell you that because God told me. Because God told me tonight is a night of deliverance. And some, while I've preached this word, have made up your mind. I'm not staying in this rut. I am a child of the Most High God. He did come to give me life. Devil's not going to have a field day with my marriage. Devil's no longer going to have a field day with my health. It's not going to have a field day with my children. Not go have a field day with my mind tormented over my children. But I'm going to serve God, stand up on his word where he said, if I'd serve him, he'd save me and save my house. It's good to see Tommy Hamlet. God showed me before it happened, didn't he see us? I told you one night in the meeting, I said, he'd be in here. I seen it. I tell you, she's trusted God. She's held on to God. Sis, you've waded through some deep waters. The enemy tried to jerk a rope out of your hand, but you tied a knot in it, and you held on. You said, devil, I might not be gaining no ground right now, but I ain't giving up none either. Amen. And I'll tell you right now, I believe with every fiber in my being, her husband will make it home to heaven. Amen. On her prayers, on her sheer determination, amen, to serve God when the heat's turned up. What will you do because of your sheer determination? What children will you get into heaven because you refuse to give up? Pharaoh thought he was going to hold them. The folk was done rutted in. But God said, I'm bringing you out. He sent frogs. He turned canes into snakes. They turned canes into snakes and eat God's, eat snakes. The end result, God's snake gobbled up their snakes because can't nobody or nothing do anything with the God whom we serve. sent frogs in the land, turned the water into blood, killed the firstborn, except for where the blood was applied over the doorpost. See, if the blood is applied, I told you, it gives you the right 
to every promise in this book called the Bible, the Holy Word of God. So go ahead and agree with it. Tell them this is mine. I know there's somebody under the sound of my voice tonight. We're going to try to close. And you've known for a long time there's a calling on your life to do some things for God. I don't know who you are and won't know unless God shows me. And you kind of think it's too late. Life's done drifted you on by. You stayed in the, you stayed in the rut. You accepted it, but you just so dissatisfied in your soul. I'm going to tell you something. Whew, boy, I felt a wave of glory. Samson had a call on his life before he was ever born. They told his mama he'll be a Nazarite. In other words, he's going to be consecrated unto God, set apart holy. To do a work for God, he'll never cut his hair. It'll be a seal to the covenant that I've made. His call was to kill the enemy so that God's folk could go free. They some under the sound of my voice, many, should I say, that within you, he that's within you is greater than he that's in the world. They so much power, you can destroy the plans of the devil. There's power to cast out devils and to heal the sick. We've been seeing it. The blind made to see. To God be the glory. We was in a meeting, the last meeting we was in. There was a lady, this is the truth. She was deaf in one ear and had a hearing aid in the other ear. And in the midst of the service, her hearing aid went dead. And it aggravated the woman. She come up and she said, I'm tired of fooling with this thing. I want God to heal me. Sometimes you might have to get mad. Sometimes you might have to get desperate. To get your faith to arise to the place. To say the Lord said I could have this. And we lay hands upon that lady. And, and I asked her, I said, ma'am, did Jesus do anything for you? Can you hear? And she said, I can't hear no better. I said, okay. I said, let's pray again. I laid hands on her brother Jerry. We prayed. I prayed as hard as I knew how to pray. How many know if Jesus don't show up, ain't nothing happening? Amen. But how many know when we pray, he shows up? When we refuse to just lay down and be a doormat. I prayed for her again. I said, ma'am, can you hear any better? She could just barely she said, I can't hear nothing. God didn't do nothing. Hey, I just work here. And 
And I said, ma'am, I'm going to pray for you one more time. And I laid hands on her. I prayed the prayer of faith. And I took my hands off of her and I said, I was trying to say, ma'am, did Jesus, and by, by the time I said Jesus, that woman went ballistic. She said, I can hear. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. And the saints went wild. He's still God. He's still on the throne. He's still working miracles.